Yeah, it was. It, um, you know, I found, I, I don't know, maybe I, I feel like guys in Australia that take a long time, you know, we, we, we take a long time to, to develop and, and to find ourselves and, and I, you know, the, you know I don't, the journey's a long one, but um, yeah, it just, it just really did take a long time, you know, even at high school and, um, you know, early, I think it was after high school, early uni, where I sort of, it was when I chose music, basically. I feel like that's when, um, you know, where I was making this choice for me and that it was like I couldn't quiet the voices in, in my soul anymore, you know. It was just like, they're winning and, and this is what I'm doing. So I think that's when it was all like I'd started to own, you know, everything about myself and, uh, yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones, man. That's singer-songwriter Bobby Alu, and you're listening to... The Beginning of Earth something is rapidly transfiguring in my core of being an awakening of sorts the beginning of a raw conversation hosted by your main frother billy otto pulling apart what it means to rebirth to rewild to be curious and to rechild i'm opening my heart to the world the beginning of us get on your feet london Hello, Web of Humanity. How is your heart? What a time in which we live. What a time to band together and to listen. Inhale, love. Exhale, awareness. Yeah, time to be meaningful with conversation, life-affirming conversations from the heart. That is what this time is all about. And it's my honour to share this space with you. Funny enough, I'm doing a cleanse this month. Just started a huge parasite cleanse. I feel like I just need to reset my gut, just all this travel and shenanigans. No coffee, no alcohol, no gluten, plants is all I'm taking and organic medicine um, to reset my gut. Fasting one day a week. Also no porn, no Netflix, daily meditation, daily exercise, in bed by nine phone off from 8.30 till 8.30. I'm committing to it. And I've already seen the blessings of just coming back to the essentials, coming back to flow, cutting out the noise and um, just really helping the microbiome in, in, my, in my gut. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to um, last week's episode with Sean O. Um, huge response um, yeah the downloads were happening and this one comes in from Pablo from Brazil Shauno is the man thanks Billy Otto for all this amazing content guys I love it every time you guys message me on DMs or comments it's so lovely and um, Shauno is such a legend in the surf and activism world and if you haven't listened to that episode, please tune in. We had a bit of a glitch last week on Spotify, but it's all fixed now. So you can literally get these episodes uh, on every different platform. Um, so even if uh, Spotify or Apple's not for you, yeah, whatever you're listening on, just know that there's every channel for you to choose from. Okay, to Bobby Alu, our guest. I was told about Bobby after hanging out with Isabel Lucas last year. 
I was staying at a place just for a night or two and writing some music in a really cool house in this tree house. And that's why I wrote the song, um, Can't Take the Ocean Out of Me, matter of fact. It all happened there. And she told me about her sister's fiance, Bobby, and his music straight away just blew my mind. This conscious soul, reggae, folk, coastal blend. Yeah, it's quite uh, prophetic and super comforting. I just went through his whole flow album yesterday. I've been doing some drums uh, recording sessions with him and to have a chat in his house was actually next level. Just outside any work stuff, we just sat down. He's got a gorgeous space in Byron. And this guy has been touring the world as a soul artist and as a drummer for Xavier Rudd and Oka. He's been doing it for years and years. I think 10 years ago was his first album. And I really want you guys to support everyone that comes on my show. Follow his work. All the links are in my show notes. All the links to his Instagram and to his Spotify. Get on it, guys. Let's support local music, local activism, local social entrepreneurs. Together we can. I'm going to let loose. Yeah, let's go into this epic interview with Bobby Alu. The beginning of us. Fam, here I am today with the Dexterous Sonic creator, the Polynesian poet, the delicate wordsmith, the songwriter of three albums and one EP. He's prolific and he's also a conscious eco-custodian, the skinniest Samoan you could ever know, an island man that has never played rugby league. This man breaks all the stereotypes. Introducing to you, Bobby Alu. Yeah, man, that's an intro. Far out. <laughs> Thanks, man. Can I can I use that? Yeah, you can, man. Like, I do a lot of write a lot of copy, you know. And uh, nah, bro. But um, it's been epic, dude. Just getting to know you a bit over the last few weeks and months, and um, yeah, just been frothing, just connecting, and like making music is one thing, but really sensing like a deeper brother connection and a heart connection and a soul connection, which wasn't always easy when I was growing up to find. So. Mm. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. It goes both ways. Yeah, yeah. thank you, man. Um, tell me about the word um, uso. Uso means brother Yeah. in Samoan. And, you know, the thing I love about Samoan words is they, you know, it's quite a simple language. So if you look at it, you know, on paper, you're just like, there's not really much going on here. You know, lots of words mean the same thing or mean different things like, um, you know, mutter is I and that, yeah. you know, it's I or it's like, it's look, you know, Mata Mata TV was my grandma used to say, she's like, I want to watch TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, there's, there's lots, they have these deeper and lots of meanings and, and they're quite expressive, even though they use the same word. So yeah. Uso is like, even though it's brother, it's just, there's got some, it's got some vibe and some weight to it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I was actually filming a um, a gang documentary like 10 years ago when I was at film school and one of the guys in this documentary was a guy called Rome, big Samoan rugby background guy, came from South Auckland, like the full story. Yeah, man, wow. Yeah, but um, he was the first guy that I ever had just share a bit about the depth of Uso when you mm. actually call someone Uso. Yeah. there's a, I can't remember the saying, but it's something like Uso Masavale or something like that. Yeah like a brother to the end or whatever it yeah. means. Like, um, but he kind of said it with a lot of deep reverence, mm. you know? Beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a, there's a spiritual 
Polynesians are spiritual, you know, yeah. and I love that. You know, I, I think it's it's cool. It's yeah, like that that this word mana is is kind of travels around the Pacific, and it's sort mm. of like there's no English translation. It's like a supernatural. It's kind of like charisma, you know. It's like if someone's got mana, you know, it's like they they walk in a room and everyone turns and and they've just got this power and this presence about them. Yeah, you know, and I think it's really yeah, it's cool how spiritual they can get. You know. Yeah, bro. Um, oh, man, like even you saying some of those words before, it's funny. Like there are some Polynesian words that are very similar to Malaysian words. Oh, cool. Um, I love that stuff, man. Like, like um, the word yeah. for heaven in, in some islands, it's like langit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same in Malay. Wow. Same in Filipino, same in Indo, very similar to the Maori yeah. word. So, man, these... Actually, I did hear that. Our ancestors, the- just the greatest boat people, man. Just oh, the man. navigators. It's out of control. Stars, yeah. Out of control, man. I think the number five too. What's your number five? Um, uh, is it Lima? Yeah. Yeah, Lima is five. Yeah. And Indo as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, man. It's but that yeah, man, whole Polynesians known to be the, the greatest oceanic navigators of the world. Yeah. It's what true. Is. Yeah, it is. And the more my dad was obsessed with it. Like my dad, you know, he's an Aussie, Aussie yeah. fella, you know. And but he he was enchanted with the Pacific. And uh, it was because of the, the navigation. When he realised how they travelled, he was so obsessed with discovering how they did this, you know, through the Polynesian navigation of the stars. And, and like, it turns out, man, they just were so sensitive, you know, and, and they basically, in order to get somewhere, they'd feel like they'd put the hand in the water to feel the current and they'd feel the wind, look at the birds, they'd judge everything, you know, they'd just be looking at the earth and they know exactly where to go. And so, you know, in a, in a village, like the chief was really well respected, but the navigator was, was like even more, he, he had mana, he had this, he was a staunch legend because if your navigator sucked, you died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, and what was it like then um, growing up in a, in a mixed heritage home? Like it's pretty amazing that your dad as, as a white Australian had such a fascination about Polynesian culture, mm. um, was enveloped in, in that heritage just through his own study and obviously married a Samoan woman. Yeah. But it's like, did you feel Samoan growing up in Brisbane? Um, I didn't, man. I didn't <laughs> at all. Yeah. I, uh, it was a big struggle for me and, you know, I think – I didn't really come to terms or own the struggle until, you know, quite later. Oh, there's my little dog going off. Um, yeah, it was, it was like, it was hard, man. I was in the middle, you know. Mm. I, I didn't feel, I knew something was different, you know. I actually grew up like south of Brisbane, so north Gold Coast, you know, Coomera. Yeah. And it was, you know, there wasn't any other brown kids in the school. Mm. And, you know, so, and I knew I had this thing that was different, but, you know, when we do, did the Samoan Brisbane gatherings, it was like, I'm the, I'm the um, Afakasi, you know, I'm the Palangi, I'm the other, I'm not a Samoan, you know, Mm. so, and like I said, you know, I'm proud of it now, but I'm the skinniest Samoan around. And, uh, you know, that, that was really, that was really tough to, um, to own everything. Yeah. Do you feel like it was more appreciated within your core of being maybe when you left high school and started studying and started pursuing music more? Yeah, it was. It, um, you know, I found, I, I don't know, maybe I, I feel like guys in Australia, they take a long time 
you know, we, yeah. we, we take a long time to, to develop and, and to find ourselves and, yeah, and right. I, you know, the, you know, I don't, the, the journey's a long one, but, um, yeah, it just, it just really did take a long time, you know, even at high school and, um, you know, early, I think it was after high school, early uni where I sort of, it was when I chose music, basically. I feel mm. like that's when, um, you know, where I was making this choice for me and that it was like I couldn't quiet the voices in, in my soul anymore, <laughs> you know. It was just like they're winning and, wow. and this is what I'm doing. So I think that's when it was all like I'd started to own, you know, everything about myself and... Uh, yeah, you know, and I'm, oh, I'm one of the lucky so ones, man. man. I felt like man. for me growing up as a brown boy, Malaysian mum, Aussie dad in like Newcastle was really weird. Oh, man, that's like hectic. I was like one of the only brown kids in my whole school, probably wow. very similar to yourself, coal yeah. mining town, rugby league town, yeah. surfing town. And I almost felt really embarrassed when my mum came to school and she was just different to all my friends' white mums mm. and like just a different vibe and she was just too cute and had an accent. And just did things differently and I didn't know how to embrace it. But it was just like the ego just trying to find something to attach itself to that, you know, is, um, you know, I, I was very scared of being different, mm. you know. But I feel like, you know, I think I, I read something in one of your interviews that you began to find that being brown, you had an edge. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was. Man, I picked it up today, and I was just like, "Man, that's so beautiful." Yeah, it was. It was cool, and that's when, yeah, the, I think the the penny dropped, but it was a slow drop, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was kind of like I have this thing that's different, and yeah. different is cool. Different yeah. is is the edge is where all the magic lies, man. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So with that edge, just came like I have this beautiful kind of diverse heritage, and it's something that beautifully does kind of set me apart. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I definitely felt the same way coming to like the mm. later part of high school and just started to own and just be like, this is part of my body and starting to really just love my body and loving my heritage and learning some Malaysian words. Yeah, awesome. But um, because man, like as I listen to your music, like I just think there's just this incredible honouring of your heritage. Mm, thanks, bro. And it's so observational. Like, dude, I, every second song, like I... I nearly got like glassy eyed. I'm just like, this is so nourishing. And I'm just bathing myself in this incredible heaven sent sermon to my life. And it was so reflective. It's deeply existential. Like, and nearly verges on the edge of being a little bit political, but it's soft mm. enough, that, enough that it's very palpable and palatable to anyone to listen to. But I think part of me, as I look at your journey with music, like part of me is just like, fuck, like why haven't I honoured more of my Asian heritage? Mm. And I, I'm 32, there's still time, but I think it's just really incredible how you've, you've really researched, observed, spent time with your mum and the ways of your ancestors. Mm. And um, yeah, man, tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, man, you might find that you are doing stuff, you know, unconsciously, like, you don't really know that, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, with your heritage. And, and I think that's kind of what I started to pick up, up on was, you know, that there's these things that I do naturally that are so Polynesian, you yeah. know, but I don't even realise. Like mm. I'm a great napper. <laughs> and that's like that's a powerful thing on tour, you yeah. know, because, you know, it's like I can, I can have 
a rest and, and rejuvenate and be the best I can. Um, you know, if if I can just sneak away and have a little five minute nap somewhere, you know, and and I use that all the time. Like it's it's you know, and that's that's just napping. That's just taking a rest. But that's something that you know Polynesians are damn good at. They can have yeah. a, a great afternoon sleep. Yeah. And um, you know, I think as well, it's it's. You know, it, it is a big journey for lots of. It's an interesting time right now. There's lots of multicultural kids mm. around. There's lots of, yeah, you know, especially these sure. days, like you know, moving to Australia. There's there's that whole. Yeah, it's just and and that's that's a beautiful thing about my shows. Um, the people that have started coming are just they're all like walks of life. You know, lots of different multicultural makeups and and yeah they're all like oh my god you know I'm like you I'm half Fijian and you know I don't know my culture that well but Mm. um and you know I don't make Samoan music I don't make Polynesian music but I just kind of let I really get you know worth and gratification in just letting letting some of that out Mm. and being cool with it you know because yeah it's it's and I feel the same way to my Australian my dad's family my dad's side too you know like you know, just being different and, and all just I, – I try and draw on every single thing about my past. Everything mm. is there. There's all this stuff there on the table. It's just like what do you pick up, you know, and um, and use it for good. Use it for good vibe. Yeah, man, it's good. Because, yeah, I, I think even in that as well, like honouring your father's heritage as well, like it's really important to kind of go back into both and mm. – yeah. Man, there's so much struggle if you look in your family. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 insane. It's just like we've got all these problems and issues and stuff going on in our own heads and, and you know, and behind us is our parents' journey and, you know, we only see a snapshot of it mm. from our perspective and it's like, you know, I have this, you know, I've been really trying to, as I'm getting older, my perspective is changing of my parents because I'm getting older and I'm moving into the, their ages that, you know, and I'm like, wow, this is, you know, I, I sort of, it's hard to get a, a new perspective of someone you know really well, mm. you know, but I feel like if you can step out of yourself and take that time, you can get some real gold out of it. You know, mm. you can get some real like respect out of seeing someone else's side or seeing like, you know, just thinking about my mum being 23 and pregnant, <laughs> moving to a country where she knew no one yeah. and she was different. I'm like, whoa, that's... A, that's a heavy move. Yeah. You know, and I think about like my dad as well, like trying to fit into a Samoan family, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, whoa, dude, you know, I'm just, and then that's, and then they've got their parents and it's just like, whoa, this is, this is a melting pot for yeah, man. heaps of kooky stuff. It gives you a bit of grace. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. I think it's good for you to. I oh, mean, like how much we ride off the boomer generation. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, it is. Hey. Yeah. Sick one boomer. <laughs> it's like I think something beautiful about both Asian and Polynesian culture is that there is so much respect for eldership. Mm, yeah, man. You know, and that's a like good point. I, I sat with my mum last night on the phone and like just just honestly just honoured her and was just like, Mum, like you you mean the world to me and like I wouldn't be here physically, artistically if it wasn't for you and just feeling this connection, just having time for those words. And when I go back to the village, my mum, my mum's mum just just blesses me. Like I get welcomed into their village. That's so and it's cool, just man. like all that ceremony and ritual that yeah, that's we really do cool. miss yeah. on the east coast of Australia. Yeah. Yeah, that's hip. 
that's a see that's a beautiful thing that you get to experience that you know yeah. that's just lucky you man mm. yeah yeah for sure man ceremony um, is bizarre yeah sorry sorry to to cut in on you no 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 it's just for that, sure. you know it's it's such a big thing in these in so many cultures and then in yeah. others it's just kind of forgotten and disappeared you yeah. know and it's it's I don't know there's something there's a reason why so many cultures have relied upon it for you know mm. thousands of years yeah for some of my friends that leave church for example and they go on like an agnostic or atheistic path I kind of just ask them I'm like bro like if you leave church and you leave ritual and you come from an, a European family do you have ritual do you have ceremony in your life because it is important for our for our rhythm for our flow state to have cycle and pattern and words and blessings and things. So, I, yeah, like I, I think this is a really, really cool conversation, bro, like the lack of ceremony in mm. contemporary culture. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah, like, man. What do you think it could mean? Like to an average Joe, like why is ritual or ceremony still important for this day and age? Hmm. You know, I think it's it's a real good question, isn't it? We could sit here in silence and contemplate it over yeah. hours, hey. You know, I think it's 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 something basic, you know. It's it's like it could just be that meditative kind of stillness, really. Mm. And like um acknowledgement of the present, acknowledgement of now and mm. being still because it's sort of you know, if there's there's so much to gain from that practice alone you know and and so much ceremony and honoring is is all about that presence you know but yeah. i don't know man I, I feel like that's a big journey yeah you know discovering your ceremony and 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 so forth like it's you know it's even in nature it's like mm. you know I, I just watched this doco about elephants <laughs> <laughs> and it's like there was these elephants that were just like terrorizing um I'm kind of mansplaining this whole situation, but um, yeah, terrorizing the village like they're all just really misbehaved, outrageous elephants, and um, and they they were, they didn't know why what, what the heck's going on? Why these elephants are so badass? And uh, it turns out that all elephants were like teenagers. There were no male eld like old elephants, Whoa. so they're all basically young bucks yeah. running the show. And then as soon as they instilled, like they they basically just introduced a couple of old fellas in there and the whole situation changed. Like they all just kind of fit in there. Um, I don't know, it just kind of worked out. They just, they calmed down. They got shown what to do. They had a figure to, to look up to. They had, you know, maybe, I don't know if that has anything to do with ceremony, but it's like, it just kind of. But there still is that, that eldership. Yeah, yeah, there is that yeah. that passing down, that yeah. whole, you know, um, yeah, that, that figurehead that you can kind of look up to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mm. Dude, in the wider animal kingdom. Yeah, exactly. Same pattern, same meaning. You know, I just think those things and I reckon ceremony with humans, it, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, there's so many different races and yeah. different types of people but there, there's this similar – we're all drawn to, to rhythm and to flow and to ceremony your own way. Like your ceremony could be getting up, meditating, going for a surf yeah. and that's what keeps you on the keel. Like that's what keeps you yeah. centred, you know. Um, 
And yeah, I think when whenever there's chaos in my life and I'm not feeling that stable, it's like I'm always like, oh, actually, let's try and pull things back here and get it simple again. What's yeah. my simple yeah. ceremony? Yeah. Um. By the way, guys, Bobby's real name is Charles. Yeah. Who would have known? <laughs> it's a, isn't it amazing, man? It's, it's a whole accident. My name is William. Is it? Yeah, just yeah, that's why. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mum was like, do you want to be called Willie or Billy? Or I'm like, Billy. Billy, yeah. Billy. Yeah. I don't want to be called Willie. But um, Charles, um, yeah, Ange, we can hear you. We can hear you, darling. Ange is yeah. uh, our rescue dog. And um, she's she can sense that Nina's coming home soon. Oh, cute. What does your daily ritual of flow look like? Man, COVID times. It's uh, I'm really happy with my flow these days, my ceremony. You know, it's it's um it's this is the first time since 2008 that I haven't like been overseas mm. in a, in the year and toured, and it's the first time ever since I've played music that I've had this gap between shows. So, and it's it's funny that like I'm finding lots of joy in my day to day. <laughs> so basically, I, I get up and um, make breakfast. So I've been cooking lots because I'm I'm into the veggie garden at the yeah, moment. Dude. So I just showed um, Billy my uh, dude, baby broccoli. It's flowering, <laughs> the bok choy, the broccoli. It's happening. So yeah, Leaks. so I cook. I cook uh, brekkie for Nina and myself and then I usually head straight to the studio, which is where we're now. And uh, I just kind of have no expectation. I'm just like, I just let whatever happens, happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I'm like, I've been making a meditation album lately. I sometimes I do that. Yeah. Other Meditations times, with Bob. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other times like I work on a drum pattern that, that I've heard that I'm like, has been like I've been dreaming about some like I've got to, got to nut this pattern out. Um, sometimes it's yeah, it's just like learn learn a tune. So the the other like yesterday I actually started playing this um, uh, this Bob Marley song, Natural Mystic. I started to get into that and wow. and like you know I've known that song for years and like I know I know it so well, but like actually sitting down and listening to it and the nuances and and I'm like whoa, I'm like that's where the baseline sits. I'm like, what? I, I just kind of, yeah, it was just good to sit and appreciate that. So, yeah, I play music for a bit and then I go and do some exercise, which is either go to the beach for a walk or I go to the gym. Um, yeah, I haven't normally been a gym guy and if anything, <laughs> I've been against it. But, um, yeah, I think lately I've been trying to, like, do things that make me uncomfortable. Mm. And going to the gym was one of them. So I was like, all right, I'll try it out. And uh, yeah, my my really good friend of mine who's a personal trainer, he used to be a musician and he's had a complete transformation, which is super inspiring. Um, and now he, he trains people. Um, he gave me a new perspective, which um, which really changed my the whole way I think about exercise. And, and he, he talked about it, about moving blood around. And when I think of it like that, it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's helping flow in my body, and it's helping like blood and and muscles and vibes and energy move around my body. So, you know, any way I can do that, whether it's kind of like physical activity or or gym, it's mm. I, I think it really helps me this time of my life. So yeah, I do that, and then 
come home, cook lunch. I usually have a nap there. And then, uh, and then full Samoan style, yeah, <laughs> yeah. style. And then, yeah, there's, there's, man, since COVID, there's, there's just been like a whole bunch of um, random things coming in. Like, you know, it's, it's funny. It's just uh, there's this thing I keep saying when I'm in chats with people. It's like, you know, your life is, is a garden. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, and then there's, you know, you can have so much cool stuff growing in it, but. You can't have make way for any new stuff unless you rip some things out, you know, because you got to like, yeah, you got to plant the new seeds. And and I feel like with this new space, there's there's all this opportunity coming my way. It's like, you know, like I got to ride on lawnmower, and I'm really digging riding the mowing the lawns and stuff. Yeah. I, I mow my neighbor's lawn. It's hilarious. And and I just listen to podcasts. You know, I kind of like get in a zone. And you know, I never thought I'd find enjoyment in that. And um. Yeah, and then other things I'm doing, like, you know, I did a session with you yesterday and, you know, I'm definitely in a time that we're isolated. I'm meeting lots of different people, you know, like it's so it's, yeah, it's that's kind of how my day goes. And then, yeah, and then I'll cook dinner and um, and then there we go. There's the day. <laughs> For us, it sounds like the dream. <laughs> right on Lord Mower and all. <laughs> yeah. But right now, fam, we are in Bobby and Nina's house in Byron and, Honestly, brother, like it's one of the most incredible like barn spaces I've seen oh, in a long man. time. Like Thanks, it's good. Bro. And it just the energy when you walk in, the vibration and the spaciousness, the ceilings, the color. There's a really warm energy. Thanks, like, man. Like driving in was like a nice exhale oh, moment. That means a lot, man. I've been on this trip, this whole set up your space. <laughs> I just think that, you know, your environment is really, really important. And it's not yeah. just like where you live, but it's like, you know your fr- your friends, your people you talk to, your, your where you work. It's it's just kind of like we're we're such adaptable beings. It's kind of like things change you, you know, mm. for the good or whatever. And yeah, there's been so many moments in my life where I've been like, I need to get myself out of the situation, you know, mm. like because I'm changing, mm. you know, and and I and I'm and I don't like that change or, you know, vice versa. It's just like this situation is is really making me feel good like i i i'm getting a lot out of this this situation you know and so yeah that's this whole set up your space right so i think yeah it's really important to have well for me it's really important to have like a a space that um that is is can let good energy in yeah oh man it's I, I could just definitely see this would be like a real, like a core citadel and a sanctuary just for for good inspiration, like the spaciousness here and the, the minimalism of the space. And then you've got trees, like this fig tree out the front of our place. Oh, your place, sorry, man. Like it's just, it's quite magical. It's like, crazy, isn't it? It's like, it's a Bobby Morton told Bay me fig. that one of the reasons why they wanted to move here is because of this huge Morton Bay fig tree. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we were, me and Nina saw it, we were just like, we couldn't even hear the real estate agent. We were just like, no, it was just <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. And yeah, I don't know. It's, it's someone, I don't know anyone that knows much about how old or it's it's pretty damn big. Like it's, it's someone told me that they reckon it's about 120 years old or something like that around that, you know, and it's, it's just, it just towers over everything. And um, yeah, I think it's like 50 metres wide, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super wide. Yeah. It's got width. It's got width. 
But man, like, um, so talking about music and um, I, I loved hearing about your practice in a day, by the way, like inspired me. Just like it sounds like you just have an incredible rhythm to your day and like just, just playing with music. Like it seems in the way that even the way that you talk about music, it's that inner child is coming back. You're like, man, mm. that old Bob Marley track or that, mm. that beat. You're just coming in. You Like I think for me when I'm thinking about music now, especially in COVID time, it's taken me away from the business model of music. Where yeah, I'm like, too right, I just man. fucking too right. see music as nourishment more than anything. And I'm not even mm. a musician. Like I'm, I'm a soul. I'm a, I'm a curvature of consciousness. I'm a soul trying to be human. I'm just playing with music. And mm. anything that comes out is just channeling something that's already written, you know. But yeah, coming yeah. into a space where like I felt like when we were playing yesterday, like it was just two kids in the sandpit. It was yeah, just man. like, dude. Change that microphone, see what happens. No way. <laughs> like, yeah. But like I, I think for a long time in my music, like seeing it so much as a job and almost that weird capitalistic conveyor belt mindset of competition, mm. seeing my friends succeed, they made a banger. They got a nomination um, for an ARIA. Um, I, I need to be there next year. And just this mm. constant comparison that was just leading to more suffering. Mm. And it was actually from going through an incredible suffering period of going through a breakup with my ex-fiance that caused me to go deeper mm. and like facing that ego and whatever trauma triggers programming. Um, and that brought me back to that rechilding season for sure. And I think my, my appreciation for music is everything's just so much more fun and I'm actually making better music than what I've ever made. Sick. Taking myself way less serious. Yeah, dude. And not putting a timeline and being like, oh, fuck, I'm in my 30s. I haven't got high rotation on Triple J yet. What's going on? You know, just like, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just suffering can be really real. Yeah. With like a bit of a tainted paradigm. Yeah, man. Thanks for sharing that. That's, I, man, I feel those, you know, like it's, yeah. I think, you know, this whole industry is built on, on like comparison, <laughs> you know, and, and like it's such a bit, like the thing I love about the music path is, you know, I feel like once someone's walked the path, you can be inspired by it. You know, it's 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 bloody amazing. But no one can ever walk that path again. That's taken. You know, that was wow. old mate's path. You know, it's and and it's, for instance, it's like, yeah, you you see someone get super famous for for their for their quirkiness or whatever, and then there's a there's a whole nother crop of the same thing that arrive. You know, because mm. it's kind of like well, and and you know, logic says well, this type of music and this type of person sells this many records. If we just do it again, it's going to be the same thing, you know? And it's like, it just does not work like that. And I love that about music. Yeah. I think that is, everyone's path is different. It's so, you know, the, and it's, yeah, it's, it really inspires me that paths are different. I think it's just yeah. like, you know, I love so much, so much different music because, I think when I got into music, I was pretty into, into like a few genres. Mm. But since like meeting lots of artists and talking about it, meeting lots of musicians, I just got inspired to like listen to other styles mm. and, and and see the gold in that and what and what it does. And um, yeah, I just just this whole industry is it can really bring it can bring you down, mm. you know. But it's kind of like well, actually. It's it's kind of awesome that we we can do what we want and we can sort of express art and and there's all these different 
paths for everyone, you know, and mm. yeah, it's it's actually a good thing, I reckon. Yeah. It's so illusory, this mm. whole thing of trying to be someone else's human or legacy within music. Like I love Hutchins mm. and I would love to be able to channel some of his energy but I'd, I would never want to actually be Hutchins. Like yeah. his amount of suffering and what he had to go through to write those songs. Yeah, and man. Far out. I'm, I'm stoked that he left his impact and I'll celebrate that and it's tragic the way that he passed. Like I love Bono. I just finished a book about Bono but I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm at a place now that like reading a book from one of the greatest rock songwriters ever, most successful and – KPIs, ROIs, he's he smashed it. But I'm very happy that he's got his place in Dublin and Italy and France and that's his journey and he's got his like, mm. you know, but coming to that place where just celebrating other people's legacies and just knowing that you're just part of this wider human and, uh, and soul ecology, like is very comforting and just mm. resting and like, like, man, I... I even think that since I started just doing more music for my friends as well, like Kyle and just supporting my friends in their yeah. dream and writing with them and playing bass for their dream yeah. Yeah. has actually also been really good for my soul that I'm yeah. like, it's not just this everything's – I'm trying to get everything to orbit around the Billy show but it's like I'm building into like a bigger – conscious musical awakening and it's bigger than just me and it's like oh man that's huge yeah, yeah. i love that i love that man I'm, I'm big i'm big on that too i'm big on like anything that can take you out of yourself anything that <laughs> yeah. can take it out of like me 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 yeah i'm affected by this i hurt it's kind of like you know it's i've done lots of collaborating and lots of playing for other people's projects and i actually think that you know there is a perspective that that's kind of held me back or that's sort of like you know, you should just do your own music and, and yeah. own that and that's important, yeah, but I don't know. It's from my time with other people and, like, you know, supporting others that's really given me lots of gratification. It's given my own project or my own music mm. a break. It's kind of like I used to do this thing where, you know, I, I called this, like, Bobby Alu only came out, like, I only did shows when it was warm. If it was, like, under 24 degrees, it was, like, no shows, you know, that was kind of like this joke because I used to basically do a tour in February and March and then that was it. And then like April and May, I'd, I'd go on tour with the other bands. So, you know, I was playing um, drums in this band called Ochre, which is like, <laughs> you know, it's, you look them up, it's just, I don't even know how to, how to explain it. Um, and it's just, it's you know it's electronica but it's with organic instruments you know did you yeah, it's tribal elements and, yeah but it's this it's reggae elements yeah exactly it's but pop elements oh, man it's playing music with that band was, was we used to busk on the street in canada so it was a real i've never seen crowds like dance like they did like they did ochre that's uh, it was it's it's i don't know it's a whole nother being but um you know so yeah tour with ochre and then yeah, I'd have two months off and I'd tour Bobby February, March. And then I did the same thing when I was touring, playing drums with Xavier Rudd. You know, we'd tour so much of the year and I'd come back February, March would be my time. And, you know, that was really good for me to have that space between not have to like, you know, keep up with the, you know, it's like, oh, you need to write this album now. You need to do this. You need to keep, like, let's keep the pressure on, keep the pressure on, get the get the units out. You know, it's like you know, push this, push this, you've almost made it. And it's kind of like, that's just not the way that my soul works. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, 
going at your own pace and your own clock is really important. Mm. With that, brother, what would – because this whole word success is thrown around so much and it's yeah. like such a head fuck thinking about how I used to think about success now. But um, I think you live a very like abundant life and I think potentially even your definition of success has changed over the years. Mm. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, man, you're throwing these deep questions, hey? Like I just – I usually like to just kind of sit there and <laughs> just sit with the pros, sit with yeah, presence. Yeah. They're great questions, man. Um, you know, I, I think like you, like, you know, it's always changing, yeah. you know, and it's it's definitely coming within for me with success and, um, you know, I – of late have just been trying to find the small, like I find so much joy in the small successes, you know, mm. I feel like they really build to, to a bigger, you know, quote success. And, you know, that's kind of like a moment in the day that you're grateful for, mm. you know, like that moment where the inner child is fulfilled. It's kind of like, you know, if I can think of something every day, that I've felt so much joy in, whether that be like how good this coffee was or um, or how it felt when I was like sinking into that beat and like I was so hard in the pocket and it was just so like there was – I was like completely channeling, you know, all my ancestors or something like that, you know. <laughs> like it's – yeah, anything – I don't know. I feel like those tiny wins surmount to an enjoyable life mm. because it's sort of like you're living, you know, we only ever exist in the present. You know, we're always thinking about the future and learning from the past, but the present is what is like is now. And so if my nows, if I'm acknowledging my nows are just full of joy, then I feel like I've got to you know, I look back and I'm like, man, I had lots of joy in my life, you know, and it's a, it's a lucky <laughs> thing, <job>. man. <laughs> man, we, we're, we're lucky that we, yeah. we, you know, we're born into privilege yeah. and it's just like, why us, you know? And yeah, if I can kind of, you know, I find where, how I find joy, I, I, I try, I find joy in helping people and, you know, it's just, I find joy when it's, when it's just, when I just can't stop smiling, you know? Mm. It's like cultivate that goodness. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was actually Ben Gordon that said to me, um, positivity is good but stillness mm. is better. Stillness, joy, mm. like what is this transcending high energy that is just pulsating and I, I love that word cultivating that. Mm. How can I cultivate? How can I curate my life that I can cultivate joy from my core mm, yeah yeah oh bro it's good um you keep on coming back to the now and you keep on coming back to presence and i'm just dying to kind of ask how did that language become a bit of a mantra in your life yeah. and you feel a bit of a calling into make this meditations album and and that being part of of your path but bobby was there a time where you started to kind of go deeper into just just pressing and posturing yourself into presence. And how did that happen? Yeah, um, I think lots of travel is um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, it's a good question, man. You make me think. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, as I ask a question, Bobby kind of looks out to the fig tree. <laughs> and I can just see him kind of taking a breath. It's kind of got like a slight smile of the Buddha. <laughs> just zenning out. But um, yeah, man, take your time. Yeah, it's... Um, you know, I just feel like it's... You know, travelling a lot and being so ambitious, you know, I, I get so focused and so ambitious and, um, and it, you know, it's, it's like, it's a drug. It's, mm. it's just, and you get so fast and so full and, you know, you know, in this music world that we live in, mm. there's this like need to be so organised like years in advance. It's like, what's your five-year plan? You know, what are you going to do? And, and man, I, I get the power in that. That's a really powerful thing to be doing because you're like directing your energy toward a goal and it's like, mm. It's, you know, you're focused and, and you pull all this amazing stuff out of yourself to get there. Um, but, you know, I just feel like for me, one of these things that I really need in my life and that I notice that I'm operating so well is when I'm in, you know, when I'm in a flow and when I'm in like, when I'm present, mm. you know, it's kind of like all these, you know, great moments in my life. I think about why they were great and like why did I like that, you know? And I can and I keep coming back to like it's because I'm here and I'm here now, you know. And and I'm and I'm and like I also think that it's impossible to be completely present all the time. Mm. And being out of flow and out of present is is almost like just as important because you yeah. need some, you need a yeah, yeah, measuring yeah. stick, you know. Yeah. You need to come back. Yeah, and that return is also really rad, you know. It's awesome. Um, when you kind of return to like that state, so yeah, I guess that's kind of the trip I've been on. Um, yeah, and it and it, it all kind of started, I, I guess, with making decisions and trying to make the right decision from the heart. You know, from what's talking to your head or your heart. You know, and I find when I'm present, like if I'm staying in the present, that I'm I'm going to be more. I'm going to have a conversation with my heart. You know, mm. yeah. Something like that. Ask me tomorrow. It could be a different answer. <laughs> what is this conversation with the heart? Like that's bombshell, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough place to get, man, because, man, our mind serves us so well and it <laughs> runs so fast and it's kind of like it just gets, like, you know, we get in the way of ourselves. It's like we're our own worst enemies and, you know, it's kind of like I've had to make some big decisions in my life. Like I've, I've had a lot of weight on these decisions and it's kind of like I just find when I have to make when I feel them coming along I just have to do everything I can to like get out of my head and get into my heart and that's like that's if I can do that then I'll be right yeah man talking about um the head and the heart actually one of the songs that you played yesterday for me um let me loose the first lyric in the verse says my mind, oh, she thrives, she destroys me. I've yeah. crossed the battle line. And it's like, yeah, like once you let your mind go wild, like things just get weird, oh, you know. Man. It's just like, yeah, like complicated, narrativizing, like you're just living in your head, reliving these stories of the past and the future, regrets, what did that person think of me? 
Oh, Why didn't bro. that song, you know, it's just like, especially wow. as a sensitive musician, like it's yeah. like we're so prone just to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Once you start going down there, it's like a slippery slope. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's it's weird. It's, it's you know, sensitivity, It's it's got such a weird taboo thing about it, you know, like a young guy being sensitive is, that's that's like... That's not cool, you know, yeah. which is bizarre because it's like sensitivity is a superpower, you know. It's like oh. it's just – and sometimes it's really hard to, to switch that off, you know, and that's why for lots of artists it's, it's um, you know, it's a troubled – they live a troubled life because they're trying to be like so sensitive as poss- like as they can to get all – to pull in all the clues and all the juju in to, to deliver their thing you know, whether it's painting or whatever. So, but, you know, when you're just in like a standard combo, you can't just switch that sensitivity off straight away, you know. Mm. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, man, it's the artist path. It's, it's, it's bizarre and the mind is, is telling us all this stuff. It's just kind of mm. like if we can just, just, just take a little break, man, just slow it, slow that thing down mm. however you can. Yeah. And I think... Um Percussion and drumming would have its own catharsis about it. Mm, yeah, oh, for me it does hundred mm. percent. Like I think any practice, you know, mm. where you can, where you're just thinking about that one thing, yeah. that is the gold. Because it's like, if you think of it logically, like your mind's only thinking about one thing. Sh- that's got to be good. You know, yeah. you're giving it a break. You know, from all the other stuff that's going on, that the, I should be this, I should be that. Does does he think of me? What, what did this guy? Our body's this... apparently being exposed to a million bits of information every yeah, second. Man. Far out, dude. You know Denzel Washington? What a legend! Yeah, he's, this is Denzel Washington quote where he's just kind of, he's just like, don't you think that? Do you ever think that nowadays we get too much information, like from phones and media and everything? Yeah. He's just like, man, we can't keep up, you know. And I'm like, yeah, when's it gonna? what's going to happen, you know, with, with this overload, this overload we're getting. It's just like we're all just hammered before we've had a chance to, you know, even think. So, yeah, I guess anything that can be quiet, like surf, that's why I just have so much love and respect for surfers, you know, being a surfing town and mm. I don't really surf and that's something that, you know, I, you know, that's something that I'm going to bring into my life pretty soon. Like I, I, I have and I do, but... And and the short little time that I have surfed, it's just like when as soon as I pop up, I'm just like, whoa! I'm like, that's why all the all my mates are so crazy about this. It's yeah. like thinking about the one thing at the one time, yeah. and you're in in flow and in rhythm. Man, it's 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 so cool. I love watching people in their flow, whatever oh, it is. Dude, it's like anything could be going on in your life, financial, relational, whatever. But when you're on that wave and you you're only looking down the line, yeah. Like it's actually impossible to be thinking about yeah, issues full at respect. home. It's like you're yep. just down the line. It's just energy. It's incredible. Like it's like your last moment on earth. You're just there mm. fixated and like every wave is different but you're just in this Zen space, this meditative realm. Mm. You come off and you've just had that flushing of negative ions. Mm. Yeah, cool, man. You know, apparently like being inside a waterfall is very similar to being inside the barrel. Gotcha. That same feeling, yeah, like yeah, oh, really yeah. high saturation, concentration of negative ions. Wow. So like a guy comes out of a barrel and he's like this angry dude and he's just like, woohoo. Yeah, man. And he's I just ready that. to high five someone. Like it's bizarre. There's some hardcore therapy going on there for yeah. lots of people every morning, man. And, yeah. and I love that. And I, and I, and I kind of love the, 
I love noticing it in people too. Like, it, yeah. you know, I love when people are getting their froth on surfing. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm yeah, like, yeah, man, that yeah. is cool. And then also, man, when people, like, I never really was into cooking and I've just gotten into cooking this year and, like, and then I'm like, oh, and, like, the guys that I know that are super into cooking, I'm like, oh, this is what the vibe is, you know, when you're just kind of doing it. And, yeah, it's just, I just love that everyone's got a thing, you know, that that's, can feel or seem a bit quirky, but man, when when you when they're in there and they're and they're only doing that, it's yeah. like man, you you're living a life right now. You're you're on the golden path. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, like how much like it informs creative practice. Like coming out of the ocean. Like I, I literally was in a weird transitional space. Like I got back together with my ex, and we were in this weird space. Maybe going to break up, but I was surfing with Kyle and all the boys. Um. I had baggage coming from Sydney coming up here, but like the clarity about my now and my situation when I was just paddling out in like good five foot barrels for those two months, it was just on point. Wow, We'd come out of the water after hooting each other into these kegs and then just getting chires and then we just write music and it was just this weird mm. dynamic period where everyone was sponsored by ScoMo. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It was just this, yeah, man, the whole world's, in lockdown, but yeah, we had this little taste of heaven. Man, Man, I feel like for me, like honestly, when it comes to music, if I feel like I'm getting into my head too much, it could even be just with an email, or I'm triggered by an ex or by my relationship with my dad or something financial. Um, you know, bugs always happen in computers with software and stuff. Mm. It's, a, it's a weekly thing that things just don't go right. Oh, man. Constantly having to download things, whatever, yeah. uploading things, there's yeah. a glitch here and there management or bookings is taking a while to get back. Something went wrong, but like I literally pick up my Cole Clark acoustic guitar, I down tune it to like open C <laughs> and I just play really chuggy, big, cathartic chords. Yeah. And that's just one way that I just get back into my body and I'm just like yelling, murmuring, three minutes and then I'll just like finish with a downward facing dog. Nice, bro. Just do these ones. Yeah, yeah. Just some like wings. Then just get back on that office chair and I'm just like, all right, reset. Here we go. That's cool, man. Out of my head. But that, that's my thing. And I think like yep. you're saying, it's like everyone's just got their thing and yeah, empower, that empower yourself, you know, yeah. to, 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 to find that or to, to just to do it, just to know. Yeah. Like some people just dan- need to dance around the room crazy or something, you know. It's kind of yeah, like. Yeah, man. And there's no, there's no harm in that. I feel, I feel like if you can kind of healthily get rid of your emotions or, or like have a way to kind of get them out, get them flowing, then that's got to be good for you. Yeah, mm. like I've committed in the last week just really strongly to like nine till nine without my phone, and so oh, I just dude, really been like full power. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, just nice simple things, man. Like when it just comes to like my default, just being checking my Instagram or checking, you know, just whatever, um, or or even just getting too many messages from family or whatever. It's just kind of like, and mm. obviously how screens affect your sleep, but. Even like I prefer to have a porn-free life and like mm-hmm. Instagram can be the gateway drug if you're going to fall back into that feedback loop. Mm. So just having to guard those parts of myself and building that core citadel and mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. the blessings of just feeling less anxious and like yeah, get, being able to go to the beach for a walk without your phone, it's just like so liberating mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. able to curate not being a slave to technology, man. Like oh, everyone's wow. talking about it now, but yep. I think on a practical, even a flow level as well, like my ikigai, like with writing, just really being deliberate and intentional mm. about technology, man. 
Yeah, man. That's that's a really important thing right now. You know, yeah. it's kind of like in this time of stuckness, I guess yeah. you could say. The world climate, it's like we're all just on our phones. And that's the thing, man. Like even with like live shows on phones and stuff, like I'm always in a bit two minds about mm. like virtual shows because I'm, I'm bringing people back onto their phones out of nature, out of human mm. connection. There's obviously a place for it. You never want to get like yep. flagellant monastic about things and, and weird but like it's – I think it's just like just seeing it for what it is and, you know. and Yeah, man. Like um, – but yeah, man, like you – you, I think one of the first conversations we ever had was yourself talking about um, like eco-custodianship and um, you're quite, you know, immersed in that world. Your fiance Nina Lucas, is a uh, environmental lawyer. Yep. Yeah. And you're being married into the Lucas family, which is very much gung-ho with the way that they see the environment and climate action, and, yep. which is a beautiful you yeah, know, tribe was... become a, a very conscious tribe to be coming into. Um, but yeah, man, like, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, let, let's just go there just for a little bit. So, um, like, I think you you really care about this conversation, and and I think again, was there a time where you started to see more and more the need to 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 be researched and to understand your own footprint? And as artists, we're like the worst culprits for, you know, we're frequent flyers. And, yeah. you know, there's all those um, – there's a bit of cognitive dissonance and I, I just want to go there for a moment. Yeah. So, yeah, the environmental question. Yeah, man. I, I think, you know, it's, it's also for me it goes to that flow kind of scenario and, um, you know, I feel like flow not in, in humans but in nature, you know, and in, in the environment. It's sort of like the environment has these cycles and, you know, it seems like we're operating against them, you know. Mm. And some of the simple things when I'm travelling, you know, seeing in other cultures like, you know, even just eating seasonally, mm. you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, Nina's family, um, Nina's mum's from Switzerland and uh, so we spent a bit of time there. And in Switzerland, like I think it's May. No, 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 maybe a bit of April. No, I think it's May is like asparagus month because like that's when asparagus is bloom and it's just like everyone's just eating asparagus. Mm. Boom, that's what we do. And I remember going to the supermarket and I'm like, oh, do you have any pumpkin? And they're, and they're like, pumpkin? It's like it's it's – it's not pumpkin month. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, are we going to fly the pumpkin from Mexico or something? It's just like, you know, just thinking in, like, just actually thinking about the earth, like having a, mm. having a thought about that, like having it in your head, which I think is happening more and more now in, yeah. in the West. And it's kind of our duty because we are privileged in the West. It's kind of our duty to, to, um, to educate and, and inspire Mm. other other people you know mm. on the planet like for instance you go to africa and it's like they're just trying to survive there yeah. you know it's it's a whole nother consciousness going yeah, on over there sure. so but it's kind of up to us to to, yeah. to like you know do what we can in that in that way so you know i guess that's even what the is. thought like in the waste free world like the fact the fact that you can posture your life to be waste free or plastic free is an incredible fucking privilege. Mm, yeah, 100%. You know, like old mate in Ghana is yeah. thinking about his kids. Exactly. Like, are they going to eat He's just got to survive. Exactly right, yeah. you know. And, and yeah, I guess it's like having that stillness in yourself to like think about where your food is coming from and, and think about, 
you know, where your building materials are coming from and what they do. And, man, we, we can't be like, you know, there, there is this anxiety that, that is out there from to be perfect and yeah. you're a bad mother or you're a bad, um, you know, you're not environmentally conscious. And, and you know, I think that's, that's kind of getting away from the point. It's getting away from like, you know, like actually searching within ourselves what, what we're responsible for you know, is, is, is really important. Um, yeah. And, and I guess that's where I, I, you know, everything, all my sentiments and stuff are always like in, you know, just trying to be a better human, you know, mm. basically just, just kind of be in the flow and, and be conscious of, of your neighbor and, um, and where you are and yeah, just kind of be fair. Yeah. Yeah. And at the moment there's so many, we're pretty unfair to, where we live and it's such an abundant place yet we're not really kind of paying any respects in that regard, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's getting there, man. There's, you know, this this conversation's cool and, you know, there's there's lots of surprises that are, that are, that are still yet to come but it's a team effort. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man, exhale. <laughs> I loved how you mentioned about perfection, imperfection. Mm. It's funny how just our programming of duality, it's like, yeah, you've been a shit dad. You haven't been a good mm. one. There's just this like, it's like, nah, probably your dad was trying his best and like if he considered Too his heritage, right. you know, fully. Too um, right. Oh, you're such, so, you know, like, oh, fuck, like I, I ate this today or I got this building material from this place, from Bunnings or whatever and it's like you can never be too hard on yourself. Like mm. it's still toxic. We go down these shame spirals and yeah, I think I read in like a, a blog like this week that, even when it comes to people being more waste-free, like like someone claims that they're going on like waste-free July or plastic-free July and then someone sees them one day like, you know, have an ice cream or something, vegan ice cream out of a tub and they hit them up and, and that person's just like, yeah, you're talking to me about this like ice cream but like it's really this whole movement is more about not people being perfect in waste but millions and billions of people with their imperfection giving it a go. Mm, like, and I love yeah. that. It's kind of like yeah. everyone's just having a go. Yeah. It's and a, it's, it's like a, we're still driving petrol cars most of the time. Yeah. Like even our Priuses that we drive, where were those tyres made? How did they get here? Yeah. The greenhouse that went in to get that car from bloody China to here. And like, it's just like none of us are exempt. Yeah. We're all in this together thinking collectively. We're coming back to like... I think if we can just open up minds and, and be able to have this soft conversation of like, fuck, we are in this together, thinking as a tribe. Yeah. But capitalism has caused us to not think like that. It is competition. It's mm. this is this country. We're not that country. This is us. But like, yeah, you know, working with our kids, listening to our grandparents and just, yeah, sitting with this present thing of like, what do we do and, and how can we bind together and I think even some of the activist movements that I've been part of like I can still see this angry tribal notion towards governments and I get it I understand the frustration but still it's like we it's not about scapegoating it's not about pointing the figure we're part of this big complex shadowy system that needs to be revisited and I think people are still kind of doing the best they can and mm. You know, when, when I see ScoMo, I don't just see a privileged white dude from Canale. Like, I see part of myself. Mm, and I think that's yeah. the difference. And then you can enter into a conversation as a soul speaking to a soul. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. That's cool. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it is about that conversation, you know. Mm. It's like, yeah, we, we all have these people in our life that, you know, think differently and I think it's totally cool to have convos about that, mm. see where they're coming from and, and like, you know, inspire change yeah. in them but also in yourself, you know. Yeah. It's like we've all got stuff to offer each mm. other, you know. Yeah. It's just kind of letting it happen. Mm. Do you feel like it's important right now? Do you see within yourself like making art with purpose? Because I feel there's a lot of purpose in your music and there's a lot of different things in the world that you could be singing about and, and a different place that you could be coming from. But there is a very spiritual um, and meaningful th- theme to your sonic. And mm. so, um, yeah, like do you, do you, do you feel um, any kind of responsibility as a songwriter in this time? Um. Yeah, good question, man. Um, look, you know, I feel like for me, making music, like I've got to, I've got to be not thinking. You know, I've got, I've, <laughs> I've got to like really just kind of go in there. And so, lots of my music is just, is just like the stuff I create is really simple, soul level. Like, I just really try and get into what I'm feeling and try mm. and get it out there and convey it. You know, mm. energetically. So, you know, and I think being a songwriter and, and like and having that gift or whatever it is like taking on that path it's you've kind of got a bit of a duty like for me I feel like I've got a duty in a way like mm. you know when you've got when people are when you're in a room and you're the focus of attention and, and, and you're mm. giving something like I, I kind of I don't know I feel like there's power and, and you can't mess with that juju man like if people are if you if you can play and you can you have a voice and you're talking to lots of different people it's like i don't know i just feel like it's kind of for me it would be i'd be playing with fire if if i just disregard that and and don't think that it's it has a purpose or that you it can sort of incite change for the good you know mm. that's just kind of how i feel but i don't know i reckon you know, when lots of people are looking at you, you kind of, you got a bit of a duty to, mm. to be good in yourself, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. And I think in myself seeing, um, not to become judgmental to people and platforms that aren't doing that, but seeing in your present, in your moment, like, yeah, like I'm going to use this as a place to, as, as, as a channel for mm. love and and for for togetherness and I, I really do like I honestly I keep on coming back to it but like just listening to your last album flow all the way through like it just took me on such a beautiful journey and and brought me into a place of gratitude for what I have and really reflective potent songwriting bro so, oh yeah. thanks man see that's and, like, there's nothing I love I could that skip. like I was going through yeah. it and I was just kind of like I want to show this to my friend I want to show this to my girl I want to like have this at my party and I was just like yeah man, like just such a connection to earth to country, mm. to culture, to the bigger questions. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, man, because that's, you know, got looping back to one of your questions earlier, like what's your success, you know, and, yeah, I guess for me there's been a couple of times that people have come up to me and said, oh, look, this has helped me, this song's helped me or this album has, has helped me with this and, and, like, that speaks to me, man. I get really mm. chuffed with that, you know. I, I'm more chuffed about that 
in my heart than I am if I won an award or if I got like, you know, yeah, a big pointy thing or something like that, you <laughs> know, like, like, you know, I think my mind might say, oh, well, well, you know, you're successful now because you won this award and people are praising you. But my heart's like actually, you know, having a conversation with someone where they're like, thanks for making me think deeper or like to help me through this hard time that I've had, I've, I kind of find more that that's more enriching. Yeah. Mm, yeah, man, totally with you. Um, just before we close up, man, I, I do want to go to um, West Ghana because I think it's, it's just a really cool part of your story that yeah. guys, for anyone out there, I know we're going so deep, but like if you ever see Bobby play, many of you probably have, um, man, I feel like the way that you like, like I feel like drums are like an extension of your body. You know, it's just kind of like you're in this zone. Like yesterday, Bobby was in my studio just hitting like a cowbell, but it was like his last thing on earth. Just so <laughs> stank face, just so present. Um, but yeah, man, like it's pretty cool that I think you've invested in in knowledge and I think it was on the way to a Xavier Rudd tour that you bypassed Ghana. Yeah, yeah. I like I, Ghana of all places. Man, I, I uh, actually heard some Ghanaian drumming and singing and it just spoke to me, you know. I was just like, what is this music? And so I was like, I'm going to go there and I'm going to learn how to play. Mm. So, yeah, I, I hooked up with some – a teacher had four teachers and I, I spent, yeah, um, about a month um, playing this their, their drum club, Pan Logo, uh, every day for about eight hours um, for a month. That's what we do. It was a, it was sick, man. I'd wake did you up live with these teachers. Like, yeah, how did it I lived work? I lived with them. We all I lived share house with like sixteen people in this house, sharing from a bucket. And it was like, you know, thinking back now, I look back on it with so much joy and just like, wow, that was such a great time. But when I was there, you know, when I arrived, I was like, what have I done? I was yeah. just like, am I going to die? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just like in completely out of my out of my depth I was just like this is so full on and the way that they were like teaching me it's it's like they'd show me this hardcore pattern and then they'd just expect me to play it and when I wouldn't get it right they'd just be like giving me the stankest faces they'd just be like oh they're like what why would you do that and I was and I was just like this is so hardcore but you know they had so much passion and love for the music and they put they did everything they could to just be present, mm. like with the rhythm. That's why they're so damn good. It's just mm. kind of like they're there. They're not thinking about the next break. They're not thinking mm. – they're just so in the juju of the rhythm. And can't. so, yeah, I guess, you know, I was really inspired by that. You know, I, I, I didn't I, – when I left, I, I kind of wasn't like I was going to be a professional pun logo player. I just kind of felt like more in touch with how – to respect music and to, mm. to 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 see it as a powerful force. Yeah. Whoa. Dude. Respecting the craft. Mm. It's a it's you know, it's a it's special, you know, and, and that's something Xavier used to say to me a lot, you know, like and I never really understood it. And as we toured together, I'm like he's like, you know, you need to protect your music, man. Protect your your self, you know, the things that you do, like it because your mind can get in the way and, and like trying to be something you're not or, or trying to mm. convince a radio station to play you can change this special 
inner child, this special spark that you have, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's, yeah, protect it. And, I'm, and I kind of like, when I was in Ghana, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I get this, you know. Mm. I remember I was surfing one time in Uluwatu and I used to love a band back in the day called Switchfoot. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Dare you to move. I remember I was at the back with um, John Foreman and Tim Foreman, the bass player in the, in the front man, and I was just like, John, hey, man, my name's Billy. Like, it was like really big. I didn't get a wave. It was like eight to ten foot. It was two, I was way over my head at the time. I was like 23, pretty scared. But he was shredding with his brother. They are really good surfers. And I just said, John, like, Ulu, like, what do you have to say to young songwriters, man, in this day and age? Anything and and he's just like honestly, bro. You just gotta love your craft. You gotta love it. Yeah, you know? that's cool. And just with that notion of, notion of him saying those words, I almost felt like being a custodian of what you've been given and, and yeah, that, that's that cool, craft man. and protecting it, honing it. Yeah, I and love those simple sentiments, man. Yeah, I think for me, it's just always goes back to the simple these simple things. You know, yeah. it's just like yeah, it yeah. makes it easy. Yeah, you know, it's cool. Brother, um, just one last thought. I've, I've appreciated this time so much. It's it's been like so insightful, nourishing, and so much warmth from you, bro. And Thanks, but man. I want to I want to ask you like, there's probably someone listening that is is looking for flow and presence, and you know the busyness of the Western life, and we're constantly jumping around, and it's a pretty wild time that we're living in. But when it comes to presence and flow, like how could you speak into that? Just to the average Joe's, like fuck, man, I'm not spiritual, and mm. you know, I'm I'm just I'm just working in the minds, you know, like yeah, wow, yeah. But making this palpable, mm. yeah, man, it's a good question. You know, I can't actually. I feel like I'm still on the journey, you mm. know, and I think I'm enjoying it. But yeah. I also think that in that, I feel like. Everyone knows how to get there. You know, I feel like, and it's that classic thing, you can lead a horse to water, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's kind of like, it's, it's up to you to find it and you know what you need to do, you know. And it's kind of like, yeah, I, I think that for me is empowering when it's kind of like, it's up to you to find this place because when you invent it or you discover it, it's yours. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's such a, you know, it's your discovery and because, and yeah, you can be like, I could show you this and show you that and, and show you what I do and, mm. and stuff and, and that could be inspiring. But at mm. the end of the day, it's like you're the one that's writing the story. You're writing your story and I feel like that's, yeah, that's kind of what I would say, I guess. Oh, dude, I think you nailed it, man. <laughs> I think we'll... Um we'll leave it there. Like uh, what you just said then kind of brings me back to you talking about coming back to that inner voice, mm. you know, and, and even the Stoics talked about coming back to that inner divinity. Like you just know it. Like anything that we ever learn now or tomorrow or in, in the past is stuff that we already knew. Like it, it was already there. Mm. But we're, we're becoming aware of it. And dude, there's so much awareness in your music and what you're doing and what you're channeling, bro. And I'm, I'm a big fan brother, Ew. friend, like I, I just really appreciate, it, you know, what you brought into my life and um, what you're continuing to do through music and just through your, your human. So, yeah. Thank you, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks yeah. for your time, you little legend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nina, for being a bit loud. <laughs> yeah, good. 
This is this is Billy. This is Nana. I'm Billy. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's all good. I'll just stop pressing record. Thank you for listening to the Beginning of Us podcast. This podcast is created on Bundjalung land, just south of Byron Bay. We pay our respects to the original custodians of this land. If this episode has connected with you, please leave a comment, share the episode on your Instagram stories, and subscribe to this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. The Beginning of Us is produced by Billy Otto. Theme music is by Billy Otto and Khalid Tusker. Technical direction by Eliash Perez. Find out all about Billy's many mindful projects and music by Instagram at, at Billy Otto. Blessings to you and namaste. Could you be, could you be, could you be?